0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. So that's when I asked her, do you like camels?
1: What are you doing asking people, well, women, about camels, dude? Well, here's the thing.
0: I asked her that because it is hump day, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Of course. This is Knowledge. Nonsense. And Reasoning with Jonathan. And Raul. howdy,
1: howdy. Howdy. So yeah, guys, um, as always, we're excited to be back here. We got a nice little NPR vibe to uh, our voices today. Um, and we're just going to break down this episode and uh, what knowledge nonsense, and reasoning is going to be coming your way. So we're going to start off this episode talking about the sports world. Very crazy weekend for sports all over the place, from the MLB to the NFL to the NBA. And then from there, Raul,
0: we'll talk about the school's reopening and the process that the state of Florida is taking for that and how covid is affecting that that whole process to reopen these schools we will also talk about uh the the new i guess laws for for like a better term about protesting and uh, we'll touch base on some entertainment with with the emmys and how movie theaters are doing with their reopening as well
1: so yeah guys we're very excited as always to share all this in useless information with you not all useless but you know what i mean you're
0: about to take something home from this i hope something <laughs> something and if not well we're here
1: yeah and that something is not going to make you go to the doctor so ladies and gentlemen without further ado this is knowledge nonsense and reasoning on serious xm slam radio this is serious xm 145
0: slam radio
1: I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit the shelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. 180 over 111 and i had a stroke i couldn't speak or walk this is high blood pressure get back on your plan go to loweryourhbp.org. brought to you by the american stroke association american medical association and the ad council
0: we'll be back with knowledge nonsense and reasoning on sirius xm 145 slam radio
1: good morning amigo and then i'd have one more question for him did you take steroids on did you take steroids Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM XM 145. Slam Radio. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
0: And now we're back with Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. On Sirius XM One Four Five Slam Radio.
1: Hey, Raul. Yes, Jonathan. I'm gonna start off this episode with a joke. Is that cool? Uh that's fine. Are you sure? I'm sure, unless the joke is us. Do you like? <laughs> do you like my jokes? Sometimes. Well, I got I got one for you. <sighs> Drop okay. it. Ready, ready, ready. Uh, never. I'm building it up because it's gonna be really good. I it better be. It's gonna be my. It might just be the greatest joke you've ever heard. Well, no pressure,
0: but the whole world is listening, so it better be.
1: Why were the fun guys complaining about moving into their new studio? Why? Because there's too much room. Ladies and gentlemen, we are ecstatic to be back. It is hump day, isn't it Raul? It sure is,
0: but I'm not a camel. So <laughs> welcome back to Knowledge. Nonsense. And reasoning. So Jonathan, uh I know that you're very excited to talk about this. Drop it for me. What's up with the heat?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the heat lost finally, you know. They went up 2-0 on the Boston Celtics, which a lot of people didn't expect. Um, and it, going into game 3, Gordon Hayward came back and Brad Stevens did uh, did and what Brad Stevens does was gather his team, regroup and watch film. They attacked the Heat in a different manner. You know, they were they were a lot more patient when it came to to the Heat's defense. So you, in case you didn't know, for other people that are listening that don't know, the Heat are one of the teams that play the most zone defense in the NBA by a lot. And They've mastered it almost. Yeah, no, yeah. and they're really good at it. But other teams could pick it up quick. You know what I'm saying? Not that other people could pick it up quick, but for the most part, other teams could come in and they could break it down. Well, not
0: most teams, but the Celtics is a team that's capable of that. Right, sure. you know.
1: So I mean, I could give you a small instance. You know, I've gone to, I've gone to shoot some shoot the rock. You know what I'm saying at LA Fitness and in parks and stuff in my couple years that I've been playing basketball. But and if you're
0: from Miami, you know how legendary those LA Fitness games are.
1: They're super legendary. So what I'm saying is that, um, as when you're running like a two three. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You have yeah. two, two at the top of the key and three down four. low by yeah. the basket. So those two, what's open, the middle, yeah. right? Not saying that that's what the Heat were doing, but that's just an example on how you could penetrate that defense. Okay. So I guess what I'm trying to, the point that I'm trying to make is that that's exactly what the Boston Celtics did. I want to say that the Heat are playing some a similar style defense to what I just mentioned, like a two-three style defense, because once the interior was penetrated, making those two defenders at the top of the key crash in it left a lot of space for three-point shooting let alone that once that space was created you have defenders specifically the Miami Heat um coming up to cover those three-point shots and having windows underneath the basket so these guys played it very well and I mean even with that being said well
0: that's a point that that I would have to touch base on because the Celtics are not a big team they're they, not they built pretty small think about it and even then uh i believe that majority of the lineups that they ran were very smart lineups where were jason tatum and sometimes even Jalen brown played center
1: uh yeah you're absolutely correct they on paper they only have two centers really um dangle thighs and, and and his cancer and his cancer only played four minutes crazy i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry six minutes
0: it's okay i'll forgive you this time you sure I'm I'm sure, but don't do it again, please.
1: So, with that being said, Daniel Daniel Theis did play 24 minutes, but that's nothing compared to the workload that Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, and Gordon Hayward did. So, Jalen Brown, 43 minutes, 26 points. Wow. Jason Tatum, 41 minutes, 25 points. Kemba Walker, 21 points, 41 minutes of play. Finally, Marcus Smart with 36 minutes and 20 points. So, man, you got four out of your five starters let alone in double-digit points, but plus 20, except for Marcus Smart, with respect, at 20. But, yeah. you know, that's... Dude, these guys came out to ball. So let's put all of that into into consideration. Yeah, well,
0: the Celtics, they could have done that any night during the season, too, if they hadn't. You have, like, that, that was their whole thing. You have four guys who could defend a variety of positions that could average over 20 a night.
1: Easily. And Easily. And those guys paid majority of the game once again yeah. you saw i just i just mentioned the minutes yeah and then we look at the bench gordon hayward is leading the way with 30 minutes of play six points five rebounds four assists. but even with that being said he was kind of like a key to the style of play like i said specifically getting into the middle leading towards the paint, letting other people get open so 30 minutes by Gordon Hayward, that's a bench player. You got Wanamaker with nine minutes, Grant Williams with nine minutes, and, and his cancer with six minutes. So that starting five was just rotating basically off Gordon Hayward.
0: Which is crazy because he's been out for, what, the last five weeks, I want to say? He's Almost, been, yeah. Yeah. The,
1: the, I want to say like a an high ankle sprain. So man I, I'm one of those guys that I'm not just full competitive mode like ah you know the Celtics ah they beat us but they hit it better No man you know we like to give where credit we like to give credit where credit is due. would you say Ro?
0: I agree and it goes then it goes back to we appreciate the game for what it is. obviously we're heat fans, but we're but we're even bigger fans of great basketball and these guys came out to play and 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 they're trying to make a series. Now I personally think that that it's a gentleman's sweep. Personally, which, if you don't know what that is, it's uh sure we didn't get all four games straight, but that's fine. We gave him one, we and uh, we respect it. But I think we're gonna come back strong.
1: Jeez, Raul, that's don't get too cocky, man. So, um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean,
0: hey man, I feel the heat and I don't mean the weather,
1: that's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. But with that being said, shout out to the Boston Celtics, Ugh. but they did a great job. Brad Stevens, hell of a coach, man. Um, and he did his homework, bro, he really did. They they slowed down their pace of play a lot, and in doing so, they were they forced less turnovers than they usually do, a lot less turnovers than what they usually do. The Miami the Miami Heat's defense is set so that people make mistakes, and we're top in the lead. In in uh, points off turnovers, and especially fast break points. We've seen it. We've seen the replays. We got Jimmy Buckets out here throwing balls from out of bounds back into play, coming running down the court, and he's, boom, dunking the ball. You know what I'm saying? We've seen it, and it's not just Jimmy Butler. We've seen it happen over the years. It's just the culture of the Miami Heat. Defense cor- defense leads to baskets, and it's the truth of it. The The, um, the Boston Celtics were were shooting at a very high percentage as well. They were shooting at 48.2%. That's ridiculous. That's a very that's very, ridiculous. They shot 41 of 85, bro. So not only were these guys playing great offense, great defense for the most part, they were shooting at a very high percentage. The Heat were shooting what you would call an average percentage at 38.8. You know? eh, even slightly below
0: average, I think. A little, a little. I know that they averaged in the high 40s for the season. So, and and through the playoffs, I don't know the exact stat, but 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 with the efficiency that they've been playing, I can't see it being in the 30s.
1: Yeah, and and, and we're looking. We're also looking at we live. You live with the three point shot. You die with the three point shot. The Miami Heat were 12 for 44. We shot at a whopping 27.3 percent, opposed to the Celtics. That shot nine of twenty six, thirty four point six percent. Whatever they both shot, whatever from three point nine. But granted, we shot forty four times, dude, and we made twelve of those shots. And yeah, know? Know
0: with the shooters that we have, I don't, I don't see how that happens. But by the way, big shout out to Tyler Hero. Yeah, I know. wow, right. that guy's been playing wow. That. This Even guy's in
1: that game. He was, he was doing great stuff. It was this uh, guy's
0: balling out.
1: It was, it was a close game for the most part, man. It's not like we got blown out. Who? Um,
0: just want to throw a quick stat out there. Who So, Tyler Hero had 20 points in the second quarter of that game. Who was the last player to do that? Kobe Bryant in
1: 1997. Wow,
0: that's a cool stat. Well, sorry, 20 points for a player that's under 20 in a quarter in a playoff game.
1: He scored 20 points in the second quarter? Yes. Wow, that's insane. That's truly insane. So, once again, the um, the Boston Celtics did their homework. They came out and played, and... We're looking forward to Game Four Friday night. What your, uh, What do you think about that game, bro?
0: Um, I think that we're gonna adjust. I think that the Celtics were are are, are gonna come out with everything they got. They're fighting for everything they have, uh, especially you know after think about the the last couple of seasons that they've had. Two seasons ago, they they made it all the way to, to the conference finals. Almost made it to the finals. I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they made it to the Game Seven. Of that,
1: I believe so. I think you're right on that.
0: And then last season, you know, with the whole Kyrie Irving drama and all that, everything kind of fell apart. So then to come back this season, you have Jason Tatum become the star he is. You got Jalen Brown. You got Gordon Hayward coming back from that gruesome injury to, to to being a helpful point to that offense. Marcus Smart. I didn't expect Marcus Smart to be playing the way he is at, at, all. All, at so, all. At all. So, but with that said, the Heat have blown all expectations out of the out of the ocean at this point come on who would have thought that they were gonna pass the pacers sure fine but who really thought that they were gonna beat the bucks and and in the efficient fashion that they beat them in the again see reference the gentleman sweep yeah so yeah Celtics if anybody's gonna challenge this it is but at this point I have no reason to doubt the Miami Heat Absolutely, I have no reason to doubt him. I don't. And cool, Gordon Hayward got us by surprise. But guess what? They don't have that surprise again going into Game Four.
1: Yeah, I think it was a spark for that team that they needed. Oh, huge, I huge, think, huge spark. It, it all goes into what goes. It all goes into the study of the game itself. We are lucky to have, in my opinion, one of the greatest head coaches um, out there right now, active. And by the end of his career, he'll probably be one- up
0: there. Like outside of Popovich, I don't see a way that he won't be. Yeah,
1: man. Um, yeah. Eric Spostra, Spo knows. You remember, you remember those shirts, guys? Spo knows. I, used to, I owned one of those shirts. You ever had one of those? You know? I I want to. I know what you speak of, but I never Spo got one. knows, Spo dude. does know. Trust the process, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not talking about Philly. I'm talking about the Miami Heat. And no one's we're, talking about we're Philly. Gonna, yeah, no one's talking about it. But we're going to come back, and we're going to sit down. We had three days of rest, and we've had three days to break down the game itself. Um, mm. I'm looking forward to game four. Uh I think that I think this is gonna be a hard fought series, man. I, I don't think it's gonna be a gentleman's sweep. I think these guys um really learned from their game one and game two collapses because dude, you're talking about these guys held the lead first game all three quarters and lost the lead for the first time with three minutes left in the fourth quarter to lose yeah. the first game. Second game that we were the Miami Heat were down at halftime by I wanna say maybe twelve or thirteen points around there. And they found the way to fight back. They took the lead late in the third or early in the fourth, and you know that does a lot to you as a as a player. And and I'm sh- and we That's saw a competitor. It. Yeah, we saw it. The locker room yeah. for Boston after the game was all yeah. Uh, you heard about Marcus Smart throwing
0: things, challenging players, and it's all crazy that it was him. But guess what? They've used it to fuel them. Look, they've even been making jokes about it through, through, throughout these days. Uh, with um, with Dennis Cancer, he posted a video saying, "Hey, we hey we, we didn't solve things in the locker room, so we solved it at the pool." And it's him and Marcus Smart trying to throw each other inside the pool. Right. Yeah. I know. So 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 that team chemistry to come back and bounce back like that in such a
1: short amount of time, I think it speaks volumes. Yeah, and it's crazy to see such a young team be able to adapt like that, with a relatively young coach too, bro. No, Brad hey, Stevens you know, is pretty Brad young. Brad
0: Stevens. This is his first professional job. Well. Sorry, NBA job,
1: right? You know what I mean. I think I think what's gonna. I think the Heat are gonna win the series. I think the Heat are gonna go to the the finals. The How finals. crazy, huh? I think we're gonna go against uh, the Lakers, even though the Lakers did lose today. Uh,
0: if I if I don't doubt the Heat, I sincerely don't doubt those guys.
1: And by yesterday today, I mean yesterday. <laughs> it's <hump> day. <laughs> but yeah, I mean for the most part, uh, I think that Denver has a shot. But, oh, well,
0: of course they have a shot. They don't get to where they are, but but apparently they the only win series that they're down three one in. So Where'd
1: you get that from? <laughs> he's the right. Internet. The, he's right. He's absolutely right. Um so let's just so like I said, I think Miami's gonna make it to the to the finals. I think the way that we beat these guys is through experience through our our front office, through Pat Riley. Through Eric Spolstra making adjustments w- with Pat Riley overlooking, and with even the players that we have with their experience. Granted that we don't have players that are super experienced at this level of the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, but the players but, that we do have are overachieving. Are, are exactly, yeah, and and these guys are going in. Granted that I think one of the key recipes for the Miami Heat success is Goran Dragic, and I saw it, I saw it with my own two eyes, bro. I saw it in Game Three.
0: I mean, we talk about it every week. Pay the man.
1: Goran Dragic only had 11 points, five assists, and one rebound for someone that's been doing so well. I think that Boston came in and said, "We got to shut that guy down. We specifically have to put a body on Dragic. Put two like how we double up on Kemba Walker when he uh, gets the ball. They they got our facilitator and they kind of got him out of play. Granted that." You know, eleven points, five assists. Eh, that's okay, for for a guy that's been dropping twenty plus points, over five assists a not, night.
0: He's been overachieving. He actually
1: leads the Heat in scoring throughout the whole playoffs. What sucks to see is that every time, every time that Bam Adebayo has like that game, that break, those breakout games, we lose. I mean, I'm, not to take anything away from him, but it's like, it's like you get rid of Dragic as far as as well.
0: Is that that's not how the Heat are built. The Heat aren't built for one player. Look at Jimmy Butler. He had like 13 points, 14 points, I want to say, th- throughout that game. The Heat aren't a team that's built for this whole superstar, you know, thing. The, it's not the Lakers. The Lakers, you know that you have LeBron, you yeah, got AD.
1: Absolutely. You yeah. know what I'm saying? This is
0: literally a whole team effort. And then even but, see, but which is beautiful, but at the same time, every cog needs to matter. See, look, they took out Dragic. And Tyler Hero's here dropping threes from outer space, but it yeah. but it didn't matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the the facilitator position, the 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 position that Dr- Goran Dragic plays. Not even just a position, but the key role that he brings to this team is is essential to our success to getting yeah. wins, which but no one thought it was gonna be. Even with that being said, I want to sh- I want to shed some light on Bat Adebayo for having a great night. That guy had 16 rebounds, one assist, and 27 points. Incredible great numbers that guy i every time i would look up oh this guy was moving at a million miles an hour um another one um that had a great night was jimmy Butler. i mean a good night i want to say great night but he had a good night 17 points eight rebounds three assists um tyler hero like you said he had um 22 points four assists three rebounds you know but it also goes back into they took him out of the game late. Not that yeah. the Heat took him out like he got. Yeah,
0: you know, he- like they defended on him towards the second half.
1: Yeah, our after ben- that incredible second quarter, aren't you going to take him out? Yeah, our bench, our bench didn't do also too well either. Uh, man, it was just you know we, we had to get brought down back to earth. Obviously, this Boston team is where they're at because they're that good. Just like Miami, in our eyes, I know other people talk talk a lot of mierda, but. Miami Heat, in my opinion, is another excellent team. They go part of part with any team. They could win on any given night.
0: Hey, look, I doubted them coming 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 into these playoffs. I didn't think that we we're gonna be this far. I don't think I don't think look no one did. I, no one I, did. Look,
1: if you would have told me
0: that coming that coming to the playoffs, we will only be two games away from the finals with only two losses throughout the whole playoffs, I would have said you crazy.
1: The fan in me would have agreed, but yeah, the the analyst in me would have been like, oh man, this guy's smoking on something, you know. Yeah. But but you know they're doing it, they're doing it, and once again, just uh, I know how people from Miami are. I mean, granted, we live down here. Um, they're still cocky. They they they're still thinking like how Raul's thinking the gentleman sweep. I hate that, the but I love sweep. that. Um, and, yeah, I think we're a better team than Boston. I think our experience will speak for itself. I think we have a better head coach. No disrespect to Brandon Steven, but come on. It's Eric Spostra. He's been there. He knows what to do. He knows how to rally back when we're when we're down. He knows how to speak to his unit. Have faith in that man. Spono's. knows. Hey, this is the only coach that LeBron couldn't get fired. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. Now you really think about it. Yeah, right? No, I, no I'm super serious. Back in
0: 2011, that first season, they... That was a thing, but pat Riley Pat Riley was like, no, i b this is my guy, and look at that. You win two chips two seasons later.
1: I love it <laughs> I love it. I forgot about th- that. They're Cleveland bro, I don't know Cleveland Miami yeah Playa. But, Puto. Poo, sh- shout out, shout
0: out to the boy, Kevin Love they'll get you out there. they'll get you out of there one day. you think that guy relieves? I mean he's trying to, but they won't trade him. I mean, how could you you got Kevin love I'm not paying Kevin Love 30 mil.
1: Are you sure? Are you personally, or you're just saying? Uh, if, if
0: I run a team, I'm not giving Kevin Love 30 mil my cap space, bro. Uh, I'm like, damn, bro, what are you holding out?
1: Oh my god! Did you get this money from, bro, bro? From Cleveland. You won, Ocean, for- <laughs> you won Ocean's Eleven from Cleveland, this I guy's get it said. from Cleveland, absolutely. All right, so with that being said, let's move over to the Miami Marlins, ladies and gentlemen. A topic that me and Raul know nothing about, but we want to shed some light on it because the Miami Marlins have not made the playoffs in 17 years. 17. 17 what years. What were you doing 17 years ago? Watching the, the Marlins win the World Series in 2003.
0: Look at that. What was I doing 17 years at, ago? At a park. Out of park. Look at that. What was I doing 17 years ago? Trying to not pee my bed.
1: 2003, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say that the Miami Marlins, if I'm not mistaken, have only made the playoffs twice. You know what's happened every time that we've made those playoffs? What? We've won a World Series. That's so crazy. Yeah. We've only made it 2003 and I think 1997. Yeah. So Miami remained in position to earn its first playoff berth since winning the 2003 World Series. The Mar- the Marlins' magic number, apparently, to clinch the playoff berth fell to three with Philly losing both games of their doubleheader with the Nationals. So there's still a chance. That being said, we got destroyed by Atlanta. I want to say 11 one It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was hard. It was very hard to watch. What, that's kind of crazy, bro. Are you, did you know that? Uh, I, I, I learned about this recently. I was watching the what? Marlins play. I can't remember. It was a team that had red uniform. These guys played back to back games on the same night. They're double headers, not meaning like the Marlins. Dude, I promise you, I was sitting down at Buffalo Wild Wings and I was watching these guys lose to to um. Once again, I forgot the team. I want to say it was maybe the Nationals. I saw them lose to them like thirteen to three, and then when I look up, they're like the game's over. Like 10 minutes pass. I'm there conversating. And when I look up, it's the first inning. The first inning. Right after the game ended. So I'm like, what just happened? And then, yeah, the people that I was with is like, yeah, dude, a doubleheader the same day. And then the Marlins annihilated these guys right back. It was weird, 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 That's weird. That's very strange. Granted, the reason why we have to do this is because, as you remember, we had over 15 players test positive for COVID.
0: Which caused a two-week suspension for the team. Yeah,
1: so we had to be able we had Now we're we're, you know. So with that being said, the MLB introduced an expanded playoff field for the 2020 season with 16 total teams advancing to the postseason instead of the usual 10 so that obviously works out in our favor the two top teams in each division plus the next two teams in each league advance every team plays in a best of three wild card round to begin the postseason. season with the top four seeds in each league the three division winners and the three division runner-ups with the best record hosting at their home ballparks so now you're going to see that will be take a page off of the nba bubble scheme and the playoffs will be moved to hub cities after that the world series will be played at texas rangers globe life park ladies and gentlemen so, yeah, man, the Dolphins, uh, Dolphins, the Miami Marlins still have a chance. We got five games left in the season. We got to win. We got to win. We have to. Magic number is three. No, so so
0: five so three out of five. Six, so to quote Pa Rudd from the immortal film Anchorman, it works 100% of the time, 60% of the time.
1: You're doing a great job. And that's
0: exactly what we need. We need 60% of the time.
1: Yep. And let's see what we'll talk about this morning once some of these games come into play. Um, but we're excited, man. I I, I I like baseball. It's you know, I respect baseball above I, yeah, all. Yeah, see,
0: I respect it. I don't like it. I respect I ba- I don't necessarily especially care as
1: a for Hispanic. I, I definitely grew up with the uh, respect of our brethren si- our brethren's playing baseball like that. So with that being said, guys, we'll, we'll cover it closely, and hopefully next week we got some good news for you guys on behalf of the Miami Marlins. But once again, crazy weekend for sports, man. You're talking about this past Saturday, we had the UM, the University of Miami Hurricanes, a football team, playing the Louisville Noseques, and they were ranked 18. The Miami Hurricanes, in case you didn't know, Raul, are ranked 17 in, in NCAA polls.
0: But we haven't lost yet.
1: I mean, there's up until that game, we've only played one game of the season. This is going into week two. We did spectacular in our week one, which got us number 17 ranked. And then we solidified that ranking by dropping a hell of a game from from our, our quarterback king, Derek King. Great game on his end, man. This guy, three total touchdowns, over 200 yards. Got player of the week, I want to say, for the ACC. I want to say three U M players got player of the week for the ACC for their respective divisions. But... They came out. They showcased it. Miami, he also played this past weekend. They fell short, as we just spoke about. The Miami Marlins won one, lost one. And then as of today, or as of Tuesday, they lost. And going forward, five games left. We'll see what's up. But I want to shed light on, on the team that the Miami Dolphins played week one, the New England Patriots. They played against the Seattle Seahawks. Sunday night football. Wow, dude. What a game, dude. I'm talking about this game ended. With a goal line stance. Cam Newton rushed in already for two touchdowns at this point. That's crazy. And he tried to rush in, lined up in shotgun on the two-yard line with time running out. Snaps the ball. The clock hits zero. The play is live. From the shotgun position, he does a quarterback draw. Linebacker clips his legs. Oh, my God. This guy does a full flip and lands short a yard. Talk about suspense to end a game, dude. Oh, my God. Dude. And let me tell you something, bro. Russell Wilson has shown no signs of slowing down as a premier passer. He's a legitimate MVP. And yet And it's only week two. And yet,
0: fun fact, he's never received an MVP vote before.
1: It's ridiculous, dude. This guy does it all with his feet, with his arms. He's a great leader in the locker room. That guy's a winner. Yeah. That guy's a winner
0: no matter what. Look, you go through all these different teams that the that the that the Seahawks have gone through throughout his whole time. What's the one constant? Marshawn Lynch isn't there anymore. Richard Sherman's not there anymore. All these guys aren't there anymore. But who is Russell Wilson? This guy's a winner in life in, t- in sports all around, and and look, coming into this, I thought that he got coddled and babied because because of those same weapons I just spoke about. But guess what? He's proven without those weapons, he will win. Yeah, man, that guy's a winner.
1: Yeah, and and let me tell you something, bro. The Patriots secondary, they're pretty legit too, but they were they got <laughs> the Patriots' respected secondary was no match for number three's perfectly deep ball, number three being Russell Wilson. This guy was dropping, I mean, the balls down the field, dude. Guys like um, DK Metcalf, which, by the way, I have in fantasy and I didn't start. Super upset in that. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and David Moore stepped up with highlight reel plays to help out. Metcalf putting on a clinic against Stephon Gilmore and Moore making an acrobatic adjustment on a beauty of a big play score back shoulder throw. This guy is barely getting to the end zone. Dude, it's a crazy play where he he hits the pylon, but in the process of him hitting the pylon, it kind of like realigns his foot to come back and bounce. Dude, crazy, crazy. There's no bigger reason for Seattle's primetime victory like except for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was everything he needed to be and then some. No one in the NFL is throwing the ball like him right now. I'm sorry. You got the people that we talk about, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. I don't know,
0: bro. Derek Carr. Derek Carr is no Derek Carr's no slouch right now either. No, you're
1: right. Derek Carr. Derek Carr is starting off the season hot. I'm just saying that this guy, Russell Wilson's picking oh, up no. where he left off oh, no. and he's still showing that tenacity. Like tenacity, more know, like tenacity. Yeah, dude. And but granted, the, 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 that Raiders game was, was a shock was to a lot incredible. of people through
0: the 2-0. Yeah, well, well, look, let's talk about the first quarter. You start off. First, first, look, this is how the first quarter ends. Saints up 10-0. It's not looking great. It's not looking great. But then, boom, second quarter. All right, 17-7. So now we're going to halftime tied up. And then the Raiders never looked back after that. They the rest of the way they they outscored the Saints seventeen to seven. Wow, D- that's it. And and uh, they kind of showed the weaknesses in Drew Brees. Hey, Drew Brees is still Drew Brees, but he's not Super Bowl MVP Drew Brees anymore, sir.
1: Yeah, I think that's I th- a old man Breeze at this point. I think there was a lot of hype after Week One's win against. Uh, I'm talking about the Saints here against. Uh, the the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's. <laughs> Tampa Bay Tom Brady. Like, that team, that Tampa Bay team still has a lot more rebuilding to do, you know? Just because you got Tom Brady and a couple other old players.
0: I mean, stars don't equal chemistry.
1: You know, and you're talking about their defense too, dude. Like, Drew Brees was able to do what he wanted against them, and they were able to run the ball whenever they wanted. And you saw the Raiders do the same thing, man. You saw the Raiders do the same thing. They ran the ball with their animal running backs and they threw the ball most importantly man they they did whatever they wanted what a great game that was that was monday night football right yeah that was monday night football i remember watching that with you my friend and it was a great time great win i like john gruden i like Derek carr that team needs to win it needs to win now
0: yeah well yeah man their first season was disastrous for lack of a better term but hey, it's a new season. They just traded out their new stadium too. So what a way to break into that new stadium exactly, with, exactly. With, with a W. And uh, to go back to the to the to the Tampa Bay Brady's, aka the Buccaneers. Hey, but they did they did pull it together uh, for a uh, week two. They lost to the Saints in week one, but week two they beat the Panthers, 31 to 17. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know what the Panthers are doing right now, especially with, McCaffrey out for the next, month and a half or so. But they did win, so we got to give them credit there.
1: Yeah, man, I agree. They, 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 you hit it on the money, my friend. You hit it on the money. What a great week of sports, bro. What yeah, a great man. week for sports. And even in Miami, guys, it's not done. Let me go ahead and uh, drop it for them, Jay. They're, they're s- not ready. They're, they're not. They're not ready, Jay. What a rest of the week for in Miami sports, man. Let say. them know, Jay. Wednesday, today, the Heat played the Celtics for game four. Thursday, Dolphins at Jaguars. Thursday night football, prime time, Miami Dolphins. I really hope we get a win because it, there's nothing worse than losing, let alone losing on national television when there's no other football to be watched and everybody's watching that. Granted, know, granted that, that 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 the quarterback from the Jaguars and our quarterback Fitzpatrick have been throwing jabs about what's cooler, a beard or a mustache. Who Gardner Minshew? Yeah, he's basically he, yeah. But I like that guy though. I like that guy too. Ryan, I like that guy, F- Ryan Fitzpatrick was like. Well, like, what is cooler, beards or mustaches? I mean, coming from someone that only has a, a nice little stash, um, I like beards, bro. I mean I have both, so Exactly. Like if yeah. you have a beard, I'm pretty sure you could have a sick mustache. So- eh,
0: hey, not always. You, you you know how long it took me to grow out a mustache, but I but I have a but I have a giant beard out in a week. Oh, you have a mustache? <laughs> you would have thought. So, I I thought it was a caterpillar resting on my face the So, first yeah, week.
1: that guy from ja- the Jaguars basically ended the conversation by saying, I guess I got to respect my elders, you know? I'm just going to take the high run and respect my elders, even if they're much, much elder. Whatever. I don't care. Ryan Fitzpatrick still has an arm. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Old Whatever. man Fitzpatrick. was there on the bench eating popcorn. Whatever. So, Thursday, we got that. Dolphins at Jaguars. Friday, the Heat play again. Game five. And then Saturday is the rivalry of rivalries, UM versus FSU. It's in Tallahassee. Sports bars are open, not bars, but sports bars and grills are open, guys. So I could imagine people are going to be going out. And then we end the weekend with, if necessary, game six, Heat Celtics. If necessary.
0: This time next week, we're going to talk about How the heat are going to the finals.
1: Granted, this is all while the Marlins make their playoff push for the final week of the regular
0: season. 60% of the time, all the time.
1: And if you really, really want to get even deeper into what's going on in Miami Sports, always. The FIU football kicks off its season on a Saturday. (sighs) Or on Saturday. Pause up. Hashtag.
0: Hashtag pause up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You heard it first. Hashtag pause up, guys.
1: Yeah man. Hashtag pause up. So ladies and gentlemen, that's our sports segment. Let's get a little bit more real. Let's talk about the Miami school school board and the votes for later openings of schools. Raul has a lot of information on this. Take us home, Raul. So originally they were
0: pushing to reopen around October fifth. Uh so 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 then after the Miami Dade board. Uh, Miami-Dade School Board had a, tw- had a record-breaking 29-hour meeting. It makes you think, wow, what could I do with 29 hours and how many choices do I have to make? Well, apparently, it was all about one. What well, was that one big choice I had to make? When are we gonna send our kids back to school? They decided October fourteenth. We have a soft opening, kind of, li- kind of like a nightclub. You know what I mean? Anyways, so we start off with a soft opening. We see, you know, what characters work, what characters don't. October twenty first, let's rock and roll. Everything's rolling. Rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. Everything's open. And now it makes you think, like, wow, like this is moving really fast. We we went from we don't know if we're gonna reopen schools till next year to hey, we have a week to, you know, do everything. And it makes you think 20, it, took, it took a 20 hour meeting to decide this. And these numbers keep falling down, especially within schools. And it makes you wonder why. Do you wonder why these numbers are falling so rapidly, Jonathan?
1: Why are they falling so rapidly, Raul?
0: Because in the state of Florida, if, you're, if your child went back to school, remember, guys, at this point we're talking about Florida, not just Miami-Dade. There are counties who are fully functioning schools right now. Miami Dade is the exception at this point not the standard please understand that so what happens is that please in the state of Florida if your kid gets 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 te- you know even if there's symptoms of covid or or there's an assumption they don't have to get tested to go back to school they only have to do a mandatory 2 week um quarantine at home and that's it They don't have to get tested. Now you would think, oh, well, that's what's suggested by the CDC and this and that, and that's fine. You're not wrong. But at the same time, just because you're not wrong doesn't mean you have the full picture of being right. You understand? Because at that point, you're losing data. You're losing tracking of data even if you're not even if, fine look even if you don't want to force kids or force parents to test their kids you do need i think it's important to have that data specifically within schools i don't i'm not saying track everybody that's not what i'm saying at all but if you're gonna have such a giant assembly united at that point yeah i think having that data is essential for the safety of others not even just students think about teachers faculty everybody from the janitor up you got to think about these people, and we're not, if, if, we, if we're not even going to tell people to do testing because we don't want to breach their rights, but yet, we could track, but yet we have test trackers, and we could track people through their phones and all that, you can't choose when you're going to defend people's rights or not, especially when it comes to something as serious as this.
1: Amen, brother. I agree with you 100%. And
0: in my opinion. And, and, and then it makes you think, like, what is the real purpose here? Is it just to reopen, or is it the safety of people? So, And then what happens? When you have all this, all this lack of data happening, it makes it seem like this is, I guess to quote our president, it'll be gone by the election. It won't be. I mean, maybe. It'll seem like it is. And you don't see it coming, and, and it's... I, I'm shocked, personally. I'm shocked that we went from this timeline of we can't have kids in school till, till 2021. So we're gonna have them all right now reopening. And it just makes you think like, is this data real? How accurate could this data be? Especially since we don't, have to te- we, don't, we don't have to test these kids. And also a lot of testing sites have been shut down, state-sponsored testing sites. Yeah. Because they don't feel it's necessary anymore. So then what are we really doing? You know, at that point, but we have to follow it. With that said, though, we have seen a we have seen a giant day-to-day spike happening right now. We just saw at uh at about Monday, we had the we had total new cases down to a thousand. I want to say four hundred with only twenty-one deaths. One day-to-day jump to Tuesday, double the cases, quadruple the deaths to ninety-nine, almost a hundred deaths. And that's what's being tested and being said, so at that point, i I don't know what to trust, but but I do find it quite incredible how fast that this is moving at this rate. Yeah. Almost to the timeline that you can't like it almost seems like Trump's crazy claims of it being on by election. Are going to be the most accurate claims that we've heard in throughout this whole thing.
1: Just makes you think if he has anything to do with the speed of uh, I mean, him is the him, the, him and the Santis are boys. They go golfing. Yeah,
0: well, um, the won won back in twenty eighteen with the backing of Donald Trump.
1: So you know what's crazy about it does make you think. What's crazy about you know, following all this and becoming like journalists almost is the sake of sanity because like we I just mentioned hidden agendas, does Donald Trump have anything to do with everything opening up so quick so that Florida being a key state, a key key state in this election. Absolutely. And it and it always comes down to us, bro. It always comes down to Florida. Why else would you want the economy a little bit more booming? You know what I'm saying? You don't want to talk about you don't wanna oh you don't want Florida to go into a deeper hole with unemployment. So let's just open everything up. Once again, what's hard about this from from our standpoint is that we literally just have to wait. Like, we could sit here and just put on our little tin hats and be like, ah, it's all part of a plan. COVID I mean, is still really, really, really important. I, like mean, important that's but
0: a, I mean, but that's the thing. Even if it is part of a plan or not, that's irrelevant, unfortunately, in my opinion. I think that's irrelevant. I think what's relevant here is what is happening, the actual actions happening. The intention, we, we, we want to know the intention. We're never going to know. But, yeah, that's irrelevant. We just have to maneuver with the actions and... And, and and just analyze that, because that's all we really have out of real, honest take, the actual actions. What is open, what is not opening, and how are they opening it? Understand? And and it's crazy, because we want to open up schools, but then the CDC says that you can't even go trick-or-treating.
1: But we're going to stick kids in a classroom for five-plus hours. Qu-
0: and. And something that really alarms me is we don't even see adjustments being made about how many. I, I haven't read anything about, oh, we're going to reopen schools, but we'll cut back on how many kids we have in a class. I, I have not read anything about that. And that's what I find very alarming. The fact that there is no compromise to this. the Like remember yeah, first, I I I'm all, yeah. You go got go like, on yeah. on. Go on. I'm you got like first are we were talking about oh we'll do a part-time reopening slowly. Now it says we're going to have everybody in there if everybody goes cool. So like and 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 they want to start off with and this is what they want to start off with too. Disabled kids and kindergartners, first graders and second graders. Kids with special needs, bro. Just kids with special needs. I'm sorry. My mistake great so and and it makes you think like w- why are we putting the the youngest and special needs and those are that's the front line to reopening yeah yeah Free k kindergarten first grades and special needs kids
1: that's it's it's
0: that is the front line and then the next day is when they bring in second grade plus all the way to 12th
1: i don't know man I think it's too risky. Personally, I I just don't know. I don't know either, and I'm alarmed
0: just by how it's all done. It's all being shady, and and I wonder how teachers feel about this as well, especially since the COVID data uh, from the faculty in Miami data is also not being separated. So basically, they'll tell you how many cases were found, but they don't tell you how many cases were found on school contrary to how many were found off of school. Through faculty, so at that point, even if they give you a number, you don't. It doesn't matter, because so it like a
1: whole lot of hoopla, bro. Hoopla. Lack of data, dude. Come on, man. Data knows best, guys. Yeah. Um, so, st- moving on from that topic, but still talking about our boy uh, Desantis. What's up with the? The defunding the police, bro. We were, ta- we were talking about that a little earlier. Yes. So
0: um, to uh, go back to the protesting laws that are being passed, just to shoot a few at you. So basically, if you have an assembly of seven or more people and it causes any damage, even if those people aren't part of that damage, they could all be charged with a third-degree felony. And and the same thing with stopping traffic and roadways if you're not associated with the county and and a few others but uh to go back to a, the specific one that you're talking about so basically it prohibits state grants or aid to any local government that slashes the budget for law enforcement services so to so to simplify that just say miami-dade county wanted to cut the budget of their you know of their p- p- police forces the state of florida will will, will cut their funding drastically for the whole county, and I don't mean just in police. I mean in general, they'll Everywhere. just yeah, it's funding all around. So it makes you so at that point you're kind of you're kind of held hostage. You're, you're kind of held hostage. You're so literally held hostage. You are literally held hostage to to have oh what you want to defend the police, then then it doesn't even say by like a certain amount or anything. It literally just says you wanted the fund period. So even, so even if you wanted to take out a very small amount, just a ration to another thing, you are literally held hostage to not do that because you could lose so much more. And I, I don't under, I, I I don't understand. And then there's about toppling monuments and the roadways and public accommodations. Like, like you are here ready to give people a minimum six month sentence for their right to express their beliefs. This is this is a constitutional attack, in my opinion. I think so, too. We have the right to assembly. Now, now, do I think that we need to be peaceful assembly? And by the way, just just because I have offense to this specific defund the police permit, doesn't mean that I support defunding the police. I That's not what I mean. But that is an option that should be allotted to the counties and to the cities. Not facts. Absolutely, dude. I look... I personally think that we don't need a defund. I think, if anything, we need to add more to fix their training and be more selective of the people that we get. Maybe if they had more funding, they could be more selective of who they have.
1: Yeah, I don't think that they need more money. I think that they need to use the money that they're getting a lot wiser. You know what I'm saying? Especially living in Miami, that we have huge police forces uh, and, like... You're talking about Miami-Dade, you know, we, we see it all the time. And sweet then you water. break it down to, like, sweet yeah. water, yeah. No. And, and man, I can't remember the exact number, but I want to say that Miami-Dade County, the police got, like, $3 billion, I, mean, I want to say maybe in 2019, I was talking about this with my dad, Yeah. as to where, like, the Teachers Association, whatever, for Florida got maybe, like, like under 50 mil, and it's like, all right. But you see it, and you see yeah. where the money's going, especially now with these protests. Bro, these guys don't look like police officers anymore, dude. These guys look like, like they're going into battle, dude. And I that's, mean, I don't, look at the I, Pentagon.
0: Yeah, they spent over a billion dollars that, that was meant for coronavirus relief to build jets and and better to SWAT buy parts. gear.
1: Yeah, man. I think, like I said, it's maybe they do need some more money. I mean, I I I truly don't know. But from what I know and from what I see, from who I speak to, I think that the money's there. They're getting a sufficient amount of money. They just need to put into the right places, specifically training and, you know, making sure that that our people are safe. And also, like, I think a lot needs to go into, like, making people want to become police officers, you know, like rebranding what it is to be, to, be th- to have that job. And also talk, like, talk about how hard that job is. Like, because yeah. it, it sucks because it's not like I'm here saying and F the police or anything. No, but absolutely I, not. I think that's one of the hardest jobs that you could do out well, there on this planet. Well... Here's the problem
0: that I think is um, people can't separate the actual police officer from the system that they're in right I think the system's broken, but I don't believe that the actual police officer job is, but like we do have a system that creates a lot of leeway, and then if you put all these laws in in motion you're not gonna you're not gonna tell the only people that you're going to attract are people who want. To have more leeway to abuse power because that's what you're creating, unfortunately. Whether that's the intention or not, I don't know. But that's what you're creating. Yeah. You man. are creating more leeway for trouble. You are. And and the only reason that I would suggest even more funding is to better train people. I think I I again look, I'm not a police officer. Hey, I don't even know what I'm talking about. How, I probably don't know what I'm talking about. But from what I Notice it seems more of a quantity versus quality type of issue. Yeah, if we focus more on the quality, we won't need so much quantity. And therefore, if you have less quantity, you have less error, f- you have less room for error. Yeah, you, it's it's less likelier. It, that that's just a fact. If you have ten great people versus a hundred not great people, how much more efficient
1: can you be? Yeah, and instead now we're here talking about special s- sessions to address. Um, how they're gonna drop the hammer on these protesters and rioters, dude like you're talking about a special session that could have been about mm-hmm. the pandemic a special session that could have been about record unemployment or, or even to investigate the broken benefit system here in the state of florida no but instead then, yeah this is what we got dude like are you kidding me like you don't think that this is a distraction because
0: and then their reasoning is just ridiculous as well they like they talk about look at what's happening in Portland with with these quote unquote raggedy antifa type people. What what does that even mean?
1: Yeah, dude, it says a lot. Especially that there's over a million and eight hundred thousand Floridians waiting for their unemployment claims to be paid for months, and countless others face eviction, but no urging from DeSantis that that GOP legislative leaders address that. Like, no, what we're addressing is is dude like. I mean, I don't know if it's just media. We've you've you've been out on the road more than I have. You have seen a couple protests in there? Like, you, do you think that this is the answer? You think that what we need right now is to come down on the? I think that should have been done. Maybe if anything, a couple months ago, when this when protesting when, it when first I, started, yeah, yeah, when when people were genuinely upset. Look,
0: this just seems like somebody who's trying to get votes, in my opinion. Again, this is my opinion. I'm not a politician. I'm I, I'm not a politician. I'm not a reporter. I'm. I'm a person who's doing the research and has an opinion. And my opinion is that this is just to create noise, to get come on, think about it. You pass this law, that's a big law to pass. And you're a disciple of the Trump administration. you yeah, look great. Man. You're creating support. And here's and here's the scary thing about Trump supporters. They're unified.
1: They really are. You can't you can you can't they are absolutely right about that.
0: They, they are unified, whether you agree with them or not, what that's not the point i'm making it the point i'm making is they are unified in a way that democratic voters can't even un- can't even understand at all right. they can't and and it's a
1: shame it's a shame but that's what it is and you know what brother sometimes it is what it, what is, it is my friend Absolutely. so to wrap up this show um, let's talk about the Emmys, bro. Let's talk about the Emmys. So,
0: the Emmys. So, if you've been listening to our show, you know that Jonathan and I are very big Star Wars fans. So, we were very shocked to find out that The Mandalorian was... Well, well, Mandalorian actually got seven total nominations. But the biggest one, The Honor of the Night, was for Drama of the Year.
1: Outstanding Drama Outstanding Series. Outstanding
0: Drama of the Year, which I... 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 I if you would have asked me if Baby Yoda would have been leading the outside drama of the year, I would have been like, well, what
1: what's what's a baby Yoda? I mean, what I can say from from the list of we're talking about the winner was Secession. Yes, you, which
0: which yes, yeah, yes, I have actually. Incredible show. Incredible
1: show on HBO. Have you seen The Mandalorian? I I love The Mandalorian. Oh, sorry, you saw it finally.
0: Yeah, no, we're Star Wars fans, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. No, I I am sorry. I was thinking I was I Secession. Was th- okay. So yeah. Secession. I haven't seen Secession. I take your word for it. Yeah, I you, know.
0: It, it's an incredible show that's about a family who owns a multimedia conglomerate but then it shows like they're fighting throughout it incredibly written incredibly
1: acted I totally understand why they won right but and there was some I mean Better Call Saul was on there The Mandalorian the Ozark The Crown Handsome, yeah. Uh, yeah. Stranger Things but
0: Mandalorian that caught me by surprise and then
1: comedy but they're hey man for one season you get this type of recognition? No, is that's, that's what I'm talking incredible. about, Incredible. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Come here and tell me that Star Wars is a f- effing sci-fi because it's not, ladies and gentlemen. Outstanding drama series, Mandalorian season one nominated. I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me it's sci-fi. I'm not crazy.
0: You're crazy. He's just going crazy. That's all. That's <laughs> the truth. But hey, a big one that I was very excited about was Watchmen for the best limited series. No way. Yeah? Awesome. Absolutely. Man, what... If I'm, you guys haven't watched it, it's an incredible take. Well, basically, spinoff uh, off the original graphic novel. If you haven't read that, hey, take off the show. Just stop listening to us. Go pick it up right now. Search it up. Highly recommend. And then come
1: it. back and listen to us, please.
0: Hey, we'll be on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. We'll be there. Don't worry about that. And yeah, outstanding television movie, Bad Education, HBO with another win. So HBO has Secession. They got Watchmen. They got Outstanding Television Movie. They're killing HBO. Dude, they're great. A, <laughs> and then Outstanding Lead Actor, Jeremy Strong. Secession. HBO again. Incredible. Wow. Euphoria. Outstanding Lead Actress. Guess what channel? HBO? Uh-huh. And then, and then finally, we get to one. It took us to get to Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series to get to somewhere that's not hbo
1: billy crewed up with apple tv what's that movie Shits creek it, it's a show yeah Shits creek on netflix they got a couple they got the supporting actor they, for they a comedy actually, series they actually got the most lead actress for a comedy series lead actor for a comedy and yeah. eugene levy
0: then a lead supporting actor for a comedy series as well yeah uh they actually won the night with the most series uh, I, I'm sorry, with the most awards for a series, but HBO as a channel in general, incredible. But, but big shout out to Apple TV for they just launched earlier this year and, and they're already winning Emmys. That's incredible. When you put into context, the fight and struggle that the streaming services like Netflix that came before them had to fight for, because at one point they weren't welcome at the Emmys or at the Oscars. They very recently became welcome there. So so so
1: big shout out to the whole streaming service movement. I think it's incredible. Hey man, it's it's gotten people like you and I to get together to to have the 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 idea and the and the hope and the really. hope to make it in this world of of theater and of entertainment and of movies, dude. No for sure, and there's so many routes that you could take now, dude like and there's so I, many options. I love before
0: if you didn't go on cbs or on fox or on NBC, you're
1: stuck yeah now you could get picked up as an actor even if you have a great idea you can get picked up to direct or whatever on so many different options Dude, i i I watch hulu as a form of inspiration because there's so many low budgeted films on hulu things that are shot off maybe like two or three cameras cameras that are accessible a couple microphones do but like just the way that they produce it created the actors everything it comes out super super awesome man and it gives it gives it gives people like us another small um, local artist in this field hope to get to that point and absolutely we can't wait to share all that stuff with yeah. you uh,
0: yeah yeah because like at this point you you could find a channel f- like you could find a service for you who, who's willing to work with you and then to well to tidy to, to tidy all that up something I want to touch base on is Tenet. Christopher Nolan's latest film with Robert Patterson and John David Washington. Wait, we
1: can't move on from the Emmys, dude. We can't move out move on from the Emmys without talking about our homegirl, dude. Who? Dude, Zendaya. Zendaya. Becoming the youngest actress to win. You're right. I'm sorry. Best lead actress for a drama series, Raul. You're right. And Euphoria, dude. At twenty four years old. Dude. Incredible, she's come a long way, my friend. Do, weren't you just watching Spider Man the other day? Yeah, know? yeah.
0: I, I was watching uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Is she in last that Im- movie too? She is. No, she's, I mean, it's so crazy to see her and the way that she's grown. She, she, she. so look, she she started off with Shake It Up. I don't know if you remember that show on Disney Channel. Yeah, I do. Shake It Up with Bella Thorne. Shout out to Bella Thorne and uh, her endeavors. <laughs> uh, if you search that up, so but Zendaya, so then. She stayed with Disney and created Casey Undercover. The f- By the way, she, she, she was the first female to be the executive producer of her own show and starring it as well on Disney Channel.
1: Big shouts to her, man. Big, big, shout big shouts out. to her.
0: And then still in the Disney family, you go to Spider-Man. And then what does she do? She goes to HBO and creates Euphoria, which is very not Disney friendly. Super not Disney friendly. But hey, it went to the youngest Emmy out there for the... At the youngest age for leading actress. Yes. The actress in drama Incredible. Incredible. And then that's led to some other opportunities that are that uh, you'll catch very soon. And, yeah,
1: we're very happy. It's just cool to see. I mean, no disrespect towards Jennifer Aniston. I think she's a, I mean, bro, come on. Jennifer Aniston. But, dude, she beat Jennifer Aniston. I don't care what everybody well, says.
0: No, well, she beat a lot of people. She beat Jennifer Aniston. Laura she beat, Lenny,
1: uh Jodie Cormer, bro. Have you seen that show? Ozark. Ozark
0: Killing Eve. Bunch of shows. I've seen I haven't seen Killing Eve. I've seen Killing Ozark, Eve, Ozark, Ozark. you
1: should. You should. Right, to wrap up the show, Rao, talk to me about Tenet.
0: Tenet. So Tenet, a bunch of movie theaters reopened to show Tenet, which, you know, is the latest Christopher Nolan film filmed solely on IMAX. And unfortunately, these movie theaters made the wrong choice. They are losing money being open to show this film. And this film itself is losing money. Globally, and might make its budget, but overall, the this look, if this movie wasn't gonna succeed, no movie will right now. Maybe outside of endgame. Literally. It would have taken an endgame type of film to maybe break the the numbers that they thought Tent was gonna break.
1: Ridiculous. The the You've seen it?
0: I have not seen Let's it yet. Let's go watch it. Oh right what? now. Oh, I don't know about right now. No, right now we're going to go watch it. With okay, that being fine.
1: said, let's go, Raul. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Okay, this is knowledge. Um, knowledge, Nonsense. We'll try it one more time. This is knowledge. Nonsense. And reasoning, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to watch Tenet. Till next week. Bye. Bye.
0: The views and opinions expressed on knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.